Welcome to Dumb Love. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jen O'Neill Smith. And this is a podcast about all of the dumb things that people will do for love. Welcome to episode 123.5. Guys, we're bringing you another Oops All Quickies episode. Um, I know we promised you a brand new full episode this week, but we're liars. Yeah, I mean, that's really on you guys for trusting us. Yeah. Like, what were you thinking? You knew this was going to be busy time for us. And you guys should have told us you're not going to have time to do that shit. You should have been less demanding. (laughs) Yeah. So we blame you. (laughs) Uh, Jen and I went out to dinner on Wednesday. I suppose we could have been researching them, but we really needed delicious dinner. (laughs) We needed to uh, let loose. Let loose. Which but, I think I'm still recovering. It's been you? a couple of days. <laughs> well, but we were – so we were there with uh, with your friend and, and my friend, Jill, and she listens to the podcast. Hi, Jill. And Carly. Carly and Carly. Oh, sorry. Yes, Carly was there too. My point was that Jill listens to the podcast. Sorry. Then you – we were talking about it. We, You and I were like, oh, when should we record this week? And we were like trying to figure out a time – that we had time to record and and also we would have time to like find and write stories. And I was just like, I don't know, let's just do quickies. I don't think we're going to have the time. And you turned to Jill and were like, you listen to the podcast. You like, you like the quickie episodes, right? Like it's, it's okay. And she was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do like them, but I like the full episodes better. And we were like, shut up, God Jill. Damn it, Jill. <laughs> damn it. No. That's what we were asking for, Jill. <laughs> You're supposed to say yes. They're just as good. They're just as entertaining. And Jill was also ordering extra rounds for the table whilst telling us that we needed to get our shit together. So exactly, you know what? I blame Jill. I blame Jill 100. Yeah. <laughs> percent So we dropped the ball for you guys this week, and we deeply apologize. But we mm-hmm. do have some really great quickies coming your way. We also have. A night clipper update. Night clipper clips at night. (laughs) (laughs) I got that locked and loaded every time. (laughs) Word on the street is my source. I can't Uh say who my source is. Yeah. But uh, word on the street is that they have, uh, the neighbors have organized a sting operation. (laughs) Oh, I love it. (laughs) They have figured out the precise patterns of the night clipper and the times. Like when like when he walks or like what time? When like he what? clips. And <laughs> when he stalks and when he clips. Um, and so they, um, they're going to all um, wake up around that time, which is very early in the morning, and yeah. um, camp out and catch him in the act. Okay. Which, yeah. Here's what I want to know. Like, are they? Because I'm – it's also like – I'm sure you guys can all picture like a, a, a nice schmancy area in your, you know, in wherever you live, right? Right. So I'm just picturing that like maybe they're like coordinating, like someone's like, oh, I'll order in some croissants for all of us. And then somebody oh, yeah. else is going to be making like like uh, 
I'll do some cafe au and have them out for everybody. They're going to have like a spread. They're probably going to have like custom made like camouflage. To, like are they going to Yeah, there's going to be a dress code. And then pop out? I think. <laughs> that's How all that gonna- I know. That I'm picturing them all kind of standing behind all of their tall shrubbery. Oh, then, right. They have the shrubbery as yeah. the camouflage. And then when the night clipper clips, then they'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just all of a sudden, it'll be like, um, like they'll be like undercover police officers where like he'll notice someone and then they'll just, like a couple, they'll just start kissing, right? You know, isn't that Yeah. <laughs> I picture it in my head as less of a, less of a gotcha and more of a like, why though? <laughs> why do you do this? Well, I'm picturing Why it does this as, bother you? <laughs> like there's going to be like a bush. Somebody's going to be disguised as a bush, and it's going to be one of those like do do do. Like he's going to turn around and be like, "Is that bush closer than it was last time? Was that bush over there?" <laughs> there needs to be like a keyboard player that's like also <laughs> sitting behind the bush. It's like boom boom boom. <laughs> I think I know the guy for the job, Matt Pescheny, the guy that wrote our theme song. Oh right, yeah, he would totally be into that shit. <laughs> well, he- I can't. I can't wait to get like. The next update of how the sting went. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. It's, it's my favorite thing. Um, also, um, so Red Clay Comedy Festival was last weekend. It was great. Sally, it was great. You did great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you, guys. Everybody that came out. We got. A couple of great emails about the festival, which was great. Thank you guys for reaching out. We also got a fuck you email, which was really interesting. <laughs> oh, man. It was what? like, an, I, I love you. Yeah. I, your podcast is great. Let's hang out sometime. And then because it was Red Clay Week, we were so busy. We took a couple of days to respond. And then the email said, never mind. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah. Fuck y'all then. <laughs> like it, and- and Anyone. then we were like, sorry to hear that. I hope you have a great day. And then it was like, just kidding, I love you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a real it was yeah. a real roller coaster. Uh, yeah, it really took us I for a say, ride like, there, this, guy. It's, it's such a dude thing that happens. And I think I bet any woman listening has had this in some context. Yeah. Where some stranger is like, ooh, you can do something for me. Can you do this thing for me, stranger? And when you don't in whether it's like, hey, do you want to go on a date with me? Or is it, you know, I want some expertise from work or whatever. And then when you don't respond the way they want you to, they immediately turn on you and are like, well, fuck you. You're ugly then. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Totally. <laughs> Two seconds ago, you were telling us we were such a great podcast and like you want to learn from us and let's get together and collab. And then when we didn't not even say no, which is what I wanted to say, we just didn't respond for a couple days. Then we get a fuck you then. Yeah. I found it. Yeah. It was – It. yeah, it definitely reminded me of back in the day, you know, when you would go out and a guy would ask for your phone number and if you said like, I'm in a relationship or um, or I don't – I'm not comfortable give, or, or whatever. If for yeah. some reason you didn't want to give the guy your phone number, then you, it would immediately be like, well, fuck you. You're fucking ugly anyway or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I would never like, I would never touch you. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not right. asking you for your phone number because I like you. You're fucking gross. And yeah. it's like, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. 
That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so when we say like contact us, we mean like ni- nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we're busy, dude. Give us yeah. like a couple of days to respond. I also um, 100% guarantee that that guy does not listen to our podcast. So, um, oh, and if you do, hey, don't do that again. Don't do that to women. Yeah. Don't do that to anybody. Yeah. It's a real shithead move. It was a shithead move. So uh, I feel like we've spent enough time on um, – Chit chat. On chit chat. Should we get into some quickies? Yes. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. So, Jen, my quickie comes from uh, an article in the Boca News um, by no one. But someone. Oh. But no one. But huh? <laughs> but, okay. So, uh, let me ask you this. If you owned a $60,000 car... I do not. Well, if you did, like, like if you own, like, do you know I'd what like an Alfa an Alfa Romeo is? <laughs> no, it's like a schmancy sports car. So, and it, apparently, it's worth sixty thousand dollars. Would you loan it to a stranger? No, I wouldn't even let my kids in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel the same way. So, okay, but on July 9th of this year, a thirty-four-year-old man named Thomas Kane was super excited because. His girlfriend, who owned an Alfa Romeo, left for vacation, and she was like, you can use it while I'm gone, which is understandable, right? Like, this is your boyfriend, so you're like, hey, you can use my really nice car. Mm -hmm. But he, who was like a total shithead, decided that he was going to use the time while his girlfriend was away to drive the Alfa Romeo to a party with another woman, uh, of course. Man. And this was a woman that he had just met a week and a half earlier. He didn't know anything about her. It was a woman uh, named Cassandra Real. She was 28 years old. Um, so they go to this party together in the girlfriend's Alfa Romeo. And at some point, they decide they're going to leave that party, go to another party. And Cassandra was like, hey, can I drive the car to the second party? And Thomas was like, yeah, babe, you can totally drive my car. That's not my car. That's my girlfriend's car. But yeah, yeah, totally. So they get to this second party and Cassandra was like, you go on in. I got to make a phone call. So he goes inside. And then a few minutes later, he gets a phone call and it's Cassandra. And she's like, I'm not feeling well. I'm taking the car to the store to get Sprite and crackers. And he was like, oh, "Oh, no, totally cool. And then he says that she texted him like a few minutes later and was like, hey, what's the address to the place we were just in again? And he sent her the information, but she never came back. <gasps> oh, idiot. my God. What a stupid idiot. What a stupid st- – like on every level. So then an hour and a half later, Cassandra texted him through Snapchat and was like, if you give me $600, I'll give you your car back. 600 Yeah. It's a $60,000 car? Yeah, I don't think she thought it through. Yeah. It turns out. Yeah. So he was like, no, I'm going to call the police. I'm not giving you any money. And then she was like, "Uh, I don't care about the police. I actually already have a warrant out for something else. So. Oh, my God. So then she just like completely went silent. He's like, where are you? Where's the car? You know, he's. He's freaking out because, of course, it's his girlfriend's car. Um, So he ends up calling the police who are trying to track her down. And since they know her name, they call her mom, who lives in Indiana. And she was like, oh, you mean Cassandra? Cassandra, who left her newborn baby 
here in Indiana with me and went to Florida to attend drug rehab. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, man. That Cassandra never came back here either because she didn't finish rehab and she has been living and working on the streets. I have no idea where she is. So apparently the car was found like a week later in West Palm Beach, Florida. There were some clothes and makeup, but no sign of Cassandra. And then it wasn't until November 5th, 2021, that Cassandra was found. Um, There's not details on what, how exactly that went down, but like she is currently sitting in jail in Florida awaiting charges. Wow. And there's no, no word on whether the girlfriend dumped the piece of shit. Thomas immediately or I hope they're still together. Did. Right? Can you imagine that conversation when he had to explain to her what happened? I mean, like, and oh. and can you imagine being like this boss ass woman who can afford a $60,000 car? Just it's always going to be shitty dudes. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I just got I guess I got mad on her behalf. <laughs> It reminds me of, this is a brother-sister thing, but my Mm -hmm. friend Lindsay, she still has this car to this day, but when we were in high school, she saved up her money and bought this like amazing vintage red convertible Mustang. It was the most beautiful car. It still is the most beautiful car. And um, she took, like you, she wouldn't let you, um, I remember this one guy was like, walked up to the car and um, was like, wow, this is really cool. And like was looking at her car and she's like, can you not touch it? (laughs) (laughs) She wouldn't let us like even not like we couldn't eat or anything in there, but we couldn't even transport food. Like we couldn't like get to go food and put it in the car. She took such great care of this car. And then one day I was driving down the street and I'm at a stoplight and I see her little brother with a girl in the car smoking cigarettes. He's like, and he's like the top down and like acting like it's his car. And I embarrassed, I was like, Adam, why is you get that car home right now? I like, I totally went off on him and he was like, what the fuck? And the girl was looking at me like I was crazy. I totally like (laughs) cock blocked him. But it just, yeah, I was like, if Lindsay knew that, she would fucking destroy him. I love that you, like, <laughs> you turned into, like, uh, <laughs> like Italian grandma. Like, I know. <laughs> I was probably, like, maybe 17 years old at the time. And I was like, Adam, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So what's your quickie? So my quickie this week comes from an article for people.com written by Jason Dwayne Hahn, also an article for the Daily Mail written by James Fielding, and an article for Metro UK written by Zoe Drewitt. Dang. Yeah. All right. It's, look at I, you look it. I'm really trying to give you guys the content <laughs> this week. Jen looked at three articles, you guys. Three. And then I mushed it together and I made one quickie. Um, But this is for – so Sally, we've said this a million times on the podcast, um, but just to remind everybody, you've had no experience with online dating or apps or any of that stuff. I have recent experience, um, which I've already shut down (laughs) – uh, very short-lived experience on Bumble. Um, and I can tell yeah. you that from my experience, um, it's 
not good. <laughs> I think you may have described it as a hellscape at one a point. Hellscape. <laughs> I uh, again um, take it a break. Uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, but anyway, but for some people, it can be where you meet your soulmate. For some. Not everyone, but some. (laughs) But this was the case for couple Sarah Elliott and Paul Edwards. So they both live in the UK and um, they ended up matching on Bumble and then they quickly, you know, fell in love over just like texting and um, chatting and FaceTiming just over the course of just a few weeks before they even met in person. So on the very first date that they would ever meet up, they decided that instead of like going out to dinner or getting a cup of coffee or a drink, that they would meet each other at the Gatwick Airport in England, dressed in wedding attire, get on a plane, fly to Vegas, and get married on their very first date. Wow. Yes. Um, so I kind of love that. Sarah, who is 34 years old, said, um, told uh, the morning show, I thought this would just be really cool to be able to tell our future children. The first time daddy saw mommy was when she was in a wedding dress and was on the way to the wedding. And so they didn't even kiss or anything until they were married. Um, wow. And so, um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like the idea. Like, I'm like this. I like the balls of this. I'm a little worried about how it's going to work out in the execution. <laughs> well, so when they, okay. So when news got out that they got married after meeting, when they met for the first time on Bumble, just weeks after knowing each other, of course, like a bunch of news sources interviewed them, people interviewed them. They on the, and they were on this uh, TV show called This Morning, and they talked about you know, just how they just knew. Sarah said, we've been completely open about literally everything. And Paul said, we were very open and honest about everything in our lives, past, present, future, our aspirations, what we're looking for. Um, So they said, even though they're very much in love and very much um, optimistic about the future, uh, Paul did say, I think any relationship is a risk. You invest your emotions, heart, soul into a person. If you take risk, that risk at the beginning, you know you are fully invested. But they both said that they have faith in each other. And they and Sarah said, it's going to be difficult, but any marriage is difficult. But, you know, they were optimistic about going into their marriage. Yeah. And then I just I, say I'm a little surprised that somebody who has children yeah. is doing something this impulsive. But, well, again, again, good for them. I'm excited. I hope that works out. Yeah. What else? Well, when I um, did a little uh, follow-up research to see how is the happy couple doing? What's the update on them? What's up? What's up, Sarah and Paul? (laughs) How is it going? Well, it turns out that just two months later, (laughs) (laughs) um, the couple separated uh, with what they called a disastrous marriage. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Sarah, the couple that was honest and open about everything, Sarah apparently um, did not. This is according. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of back and forth here. But Paul claims that Sarah never told him about her love for BDSM and fetish parties. A key? Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a num- like a top thing. Yeah. To say. And um, he 
wasn't into it, uh, wasn't about it. Uh-huh. And then um, he also, oh, after they got married, they ended up moving into her apartment that she shared with two ex-boyfriends, also named Paul. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Apparently, he gave her a bunch of money to help fix a friend's car. And then, you know, he bought that ring for her and then moved into her apartment. But then after, you know, the marriage uh, fell apart within just two months, he was jobless and living in a caravan. And he is demanding that she pay him back the 850 pounds that he spent on the wedding ring and then the 500 pounds that he gave her to for her friend to fix his car. Paul told Daily Mail that he has no regrets about the marriage and he sees it as a learning experience. Um, now, Sarah chimed in and told the Daily Mail her side of the story. She says that that it's his crazy behavior that led to the breakup of the marriage. She said mm-hmm. that he was controlling, that he was aggressive and intensely jealous. Like maybe because... She, she he was living with, with her two ex-boyfriends, <laughs> also named Paul. <laughs> she said, I tried my best to make the relationship work, but Paul was not the man I, who I thought I knew when I was matched with him on Bumble two months ago. Um, but she said, um, the way he's behaved over the ring and asking for the money tells you about the kind of man that he is. Um, but she said, being with him was an abusive relationship. I couldn't put up with him for any longer. We even tried marriage counseling, but he was unable to change his behavior. That's a lot for two months. Yeah. That's a whole lifetime they live. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and then she told also told Daily Mail that she is now dating two men. And that she is uh, looking forward to their divorce. She said, I am now committed to a polyamorous lifestyle and it's wonderful. I don't care what people say, but I'm never going back to being with just one man again. I mean, get it, Sarah, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I feel like it could have worked out for two different people. (laughs) But it also makes me curious about... People who will would do such a thing. I know. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you got to be suspicious of somebody who's like, yes, let's go get married. But it's so wild because like, for instance, you know, my in-laws, they met, they knew each other for like, I think a month before they got married, maybe even like th- something like a couple of weeks or a month. And they've been married now for like 50 years. And for some people, and then we've done love stories before where it's like, and they met on the street in like India and that day they got married and they've lived happily ever after, you know, like we've, we've done those stories. So we do see that it, it does sometimes work. I mean, Ben and I only knew each other for like three weeks before we moved across the country with each other, you know? But I do think there's a difference between, and you, now that you have experienced Bumble, know that there is a difference between like the excitement of messaging a stranger back and forth and who you can be over messages and like email or text. And who you are in in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a very different thing about like, interacting with someone in person and it's right. like sweet and romantic to be like oh we can fall in love over like just words but it's like yeah but you can also hide yourself which obviously yeah you did yeah true yeah yeah you're not getting like any like I think that one of the reasons why Ben and I 
worked out or like we knew we were compatible is because when we met each other, we were both at like a very, you know, it was like we saw each other at like our best and worst, right? We were like, right. we were out, we were dirty, we were exhausted. It was like we saw how each other dealt with hard things and we knew that that we could, we were compatible in that way. And I think that when you're just, you know, it's like when you're just like sending flirty texts, like, let's go get married. Let's, let's do this fun thing. And you're all caught up in that excitement of it. You know, it's like everybody's fun at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Two dates in, you're like, oh, (laughs) never mind. Just kidding. (laughs) You have a thing for guys named Paul. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because like I was joking with my friend Mike Albanese. Uh I was just like, why is everybody on here named Mike? Like my boss is named Mike. (laughs) You're named Mike. I have two cousins named Mike. I have an uncle named Mike. Like I have like – and I was just like, I'm just to the point now where I'm just going to like swipe – no one mics. <laughs> no mics. Yeah, I'm surprised that she would. She's like collecting Paul's over there, man. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, there's something, something interesting something about to that. It. Hmm. Her house of Paul. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. I love that, and yeah. I thank you for doing the follow up to that because. Uh, that just makes the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We really need to like one day do a deep dive and follow up on all of our love stories and just make sure that they're still love stories. Oh yeah, yeah. I have, I have like had to had to scrap a couple of stories because oh yeah, you know, it's like one of those like where they instantly fell in love and then they did something and they got in the news for it and it was so exciting and then you're like, oh, I wonder how things are going now and then you're like, oh. <laughs> Oh, never mind. Yeah. He like ran his car through her house and she stole all his money and then he left her for her mom and yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. I wish I would have found that love story. I'll Um, Google it for you. Well, I have a quick, sweet love story. Is it though? Well, I don't know. I mean, it is at this point. We'll see. I'll do, we'll do the follow-up in like three years. Uh, but this is from right here in our backyard, right in Marietta, Georgia. Oh. Um, so two emergency room nurses, Kelsey Dunlap and Jacob Young, met last year while they were both working for Wellstar Kennestone um, Hospital, which is in Marietta, Georgia. So you can imagine being emergency room nurses during this last year. Like it has got to, their jobs were so intense, like, to meet somebody and fall in love during that time had to be like, you know, that's like, talk about like seeing someone under pressure and in bad situations. I'm sure that they have seen each other in like every kind of stressful situation. So I'm glad that they had found each other. So they have been dating for the last year. And um, on October 15th, Kelsey was called to go up to the helipad, which is like, you know, on top of the, the helicopter, to go pick up a patient. So she oh, I thought like, it was just like a really cool pad. <laughs> if you're the hel- helipad. The helipad. <laughs> Have you been to my helipad? It's where the magic like... happens. <laughs> um, so she gets called up there to go, like, go pick up a patient. So she's like wheeling a stretcher to this, it's called the Air Life helicopter, mm-hmm. um, to like pick up a patient. But then when she reaches the helicopter... It's not a patient that comes out. It is Jacob who comes around the corner and he gets down on his knee 
and proposes. Aww. Yeah. And he, um, so she said it didn't register what was going on until he dropped on one knee and then it clicked. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to ask me to marry him. Um, she said she was completely surprised. She said I was in complete and total shock. I'm not an easy girl to surprise. So bless his heart. He somehow pulled it off. And Jacob says that it was not easy to execute. As you can imagine, he had to like you know, come up with this whole scheme, get a helicopter, like at the exact right moment. So he said, I took two or three other nurses, people from the management team to come up with this whole scheme to get her at the exact moment where I thought, but I thought it was the perfect idea for us. Um, They said, it's been so hard the last year as healthcare workers. She said, this has been a very rough last two years for everyone in healthcare. I am just so blessed to get to have my best friend and my biggest rock to work with me every day. We get to go home together. It's really just incredible. We got to meet and grow our relationship. So anyway, so they're engaged, these two cute nurses, and they're adorable. And uh, and I hope, you know, when we do our update, it's just, uh, you know, they have like... Still a love story. Three little nurse babies and, <laughs> and everything's wonderful nurse babies sound awesome they can take care of themselves <laughs> they can nurse themselves they can change their own diapers oh that sounds amazing i'd have Ugh. a bunch of when those. we have nurse babies <laughs> nurse babies god i had a wrong the wrong kind of babies <laughs> all right well jen Should we do something dumb and something we love? Let's do it. Something dumb. Well, I will say this week has been um, just, yeah, just like I've been through the ringer this week, I'll say. (laughs) Just um, (laughs) personal stuff. um, The festival took it all out of me. And, oh, also, I can't move my neck. (laughs) What? No, no. I know. This is the dumbest thing. This is dumb. I, um, at work yesterday, um, uh, my boss was like, can you carry these, like, a bucket of quarters? Can you, like, he was asking because he was like, if you can, I can do it. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Like, I could do anything. And so then I, like, went to pick up the bucket. You guys, a bucket of quarters is really heavy. Really heavy, and uh, yeah. I I totally pulled my neck out trying to prove that I could <laughs> carry a bucket of quarters. I can't. I needed. No, I need to learn my limit. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. So I can't like turn my head right now. <laughs> yeah, we're old, man. We're um, so old. <laughs> but you know, but it's a trying time. I will say, but not the neck and the quarters, like. Oh, listen, this isn't about the bucket of quarters. <laughs> she could have taken that bucket of quarters on another day. It's just a, she's going through a lot. Listen. <laughs> the um, the but, bucket of quarters was the last straw. <laughs> but, you know, I'm grateful. We had so much fun the other night. I got to go out with you guys and just let yeah. loose and have a good time and just be with good friends and laugh and eat good food, drink good wine and some other things like gin cocktails <laughs> who thought that was a good idea and um and it yeah it was it was just like a, a really good night that I really needed so that was awesome and I'm really and I'm really happy that the festival went off without a hitch everything was amazing the shows were amazing the comedians were amazing the audience was like gorgeous audience everybody yeah. was like the shows were packed and ev- the audience was just the most involved 
And they were so, like, happy to be there. Yeah. You know? It was, was like, a really good vibe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They were, like, like, people who – the people who were, like, especially the festival, like, the pass holders, it's, like, you could tell, like, they they were grateful this was going on. Like, I think we all needed it. It was great. Yeah. Like, I think that there's something to be said for the fact that people are ready to get to live life again, you know? Yeah. Uh, my kids got vaccinated this week. You, Max got vaccinated. Yours yes. got vaccinated. We're getting yes. there, dude. We're getting We're there. We're getting to the other side. Yes. Um, yeah. So how about you? Um, well, this is silly, but th- – well, this is – you know that I – we had so much fun the other night going out, and I had such a great time. Um, and then and that was amazing. And then in the morning, sorry. <laughs> so while we're out, we went to this really great Vietnamese place, and Jen uh, was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get these tea eggs, which are like eggs, like hard boiled eggs that are like fermented. No, or they just like soaked in tea. I don't know what they were. They're but delicious. There was some leftover. So we had the to-go box. It was in my car. No, there was a lot of stuff in there, Sally. There was calamari. There was. It was- Eggs, so there was shrimp, there was, yeah, everything was in that to-go box. Everything that you, like, don't want to uh, come out to in the morning. <laughs> and I was just like, what is that? And then I was like, oh, my God, it's this fucking eggs. Like, <laughs> under, it had gotten, like, pushed under the seat, so I didn't even see it. That's why when you left it there. Like, Dude, I mean, it wasn't, like, so that bummed. That would have made the best lunch the next day, and I it, there was left so, it I mean, I picked it up. It was so heavy. There was so much leftover food. It was delicious oh what a waste what a waste but yeah that was that was dumb but I am the thing I love is uh I loved hanging out I also love um that kids five and up are getting vaccinated and I've seen so many people getting their kids vaccinated and it's so exciting I can't wait for like the little littles to get approved so that everybody can feel some peace of mind yeah um and yeah I think that's 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 it, man. Things are things are feeling hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm feeling hopeful that, like, you know, that maybe we will actually record a full episode next week. That's we will. We, we will. will. Sally, we promise. We can, you guys believe us? <laughs> we can do hard things. We can do hard things. And we will do this. Yes. Um. We promise you. And if not, feel free to write us an email telling us to go fuck ourselves. Yeah, go fuck ourselves. That guy was right. <laughs> that guy was right. We're sorry to that guy. Fuck y'all then. You're right. Fuck, fuck us. Fuck us then. <laughs> I fuck y'all. That's what he said. I not even. I yeah. Fuck y'all. That's right. It was I yeah. fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I haven't gotten a fuck y'all in a long time, but Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the South. <laughs> yeah. And Jen's response was perfect. It was very, oh, I'm sorry you feel like that. <laughs> Good luck to you. Oh, thanks. Hey, thanks. That's really nice. Hope, oh, you, have gosh, great, okay. hope you have a great day. Thanks. I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, did. All right. We did it. We did it. You guys, get in touch. You can email us nice things, nice things at dumblovepod at gmail.com. You can uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, all at dumblovepodcast. Please rate and review us on Apple or wherever else you can rate and review us. That would be awesome. Uh, Five stars, please. 
no fuck y'alls. Um, and, uh, and tell a friend. We would love that. Yeah. Tell – and also now that Sally and I are – now that things are opening back up again and Sally and I are vaccinated, Sally just got her booster yesterday, so she's really ready to go. Um, yeah, we're baby. ready to go. I got to go get mine. Um, we want to get back out there. There yes. being your house. <laughs> Can we come to your house? Can we come stay with you guys? Um, but if uh, you guys want us to come to your city, tell us, and we might plan some tour dates around it. So tell us wh- where are we going? What are we doing? What's a yeah. fun thing to do in your town? Let's hang out nicely. Um, and <laughs> yes, uh, you tell us, but we would uh, love to see you, love to hear from you, and um, make sure you get out there and do something dumb for love. Dum-da-dum, dum-dum-da-dum, dum-da-dum-da-dum, dum-da-dum-da-dum.